It's three guys who combined to play 15 seasons in the National Football League trenches. Well, two guys. And Mackey, who didn't do shit. He just, he just sits there and looks pretty. This is the O-Line Committee. Uh, Alex, we're moving you out of the middle here for mm. the YouTube audience. Get moving Jay back where he belongs. Can you hear me better? Can you Move hear it in front me of your Mackie? face. Move Put it in the front mic of your face. in front of your face. This right here is for all of you loyal O-Line Committee podcast listeners that have been with us since the start six months ago. Getting Alex a louder and better microphone is on the horizon here. But for today, we're teaching Alex how to put his microphone closer to his face. It's a you novel it concept. It's, it's a novel concept. Speak no, into listen. the microphone, Alex. <laughs> it was my neighbor that texted my wife and was like, get him a better mic. I was <laughs> right. like, see, people do listen. Yeah. Love we'll you. send you a list. We'll send yeah. you a couple professional mic options. You'll get a Christmas here. present from the O-Line Committee. I can't wait. I love presents. With love from your football-loving freaks. Speak directly into the it's microphone. Just, you know my ADD, I just start getting focused on this mic in front of me, and I'm like, wait, what are we talking about again? It's terrible. Like, that and the CTE together are awful. Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> so true, though. That's oh, why you're laughing. God. Oh boys! So Here we we're go, gonna make. By the way, we're gonna make our picks. We're gonna do dumb football questions. Do we have what a fat guy got? fantasy update anytime soon? I don't today, man. Can we? Can we? I mean, I know next week. Papa, next week, Papa's in first place. I know that. But here's here's the problem. Like it, it's a good problem here. Fat guy fantasy, brilliant idea by this show. And at some point, Brilliant. I think I think it's gonna be something that you know be, makes us billionaires, so we can mm. buy an NFL team. Love that. But in the meantime, it is literally hand counting <laughs> like forty five <laughs> different players. It's it's hand counting obscure stats like pressures. <laughs> so it's it's, a a, lot. it's not like like logging into your ESPN fantasy account. And they're like, oh, can't you just no, look up like PFF and just pull up the player yeah. and everything they need? Yeah, but dude, that's like one by one. I have to go through all the players and then that's a lot you're of not guys. busy. I, you're not busy, dude. You're then, fine. You don't and have then a we have a Vikings suck. <laughs> they do not. <laughs> so I got plenty of time now, dude. Plenty of time now after that Monday night game. But and then it's every so then we have a formula, right? If you get a pressure, it's worth like a different amount of points than a right. sack. So I have a spreadsheet with all these formulas. All right, fair so enough. It'll, it'll fair be, enough. It'll be coming hopefully next week. We'll show you Grace so. this one time. It's all good. Okay, yeah, we got to get okay. somebody to do it. We'll By the way, there's a high percent chance I have to piss in the middle of this episode. I've started an 86 hour water fast. Um, me and my buddies watched Dana. Dana White talked about it after UFC things. So we're all like, yeah, hey, let's try it. So I am currently. 39 hours in to have drank nothing but water. And so I piss every like 20 minutes. So if I got to get up and go. You have eaten food either? No, no, just water. I have water only for 86 hours and some bone broth. I can sprinkle some bone broth and electrolytes in there. So Friday mid morning, I'll break the fast. Is your goal to like lose weight? To it's to feel jump better. I like think what? part of me is just to see if I can do it. Right. Like I think that was like another thing with a bunch of us. It's a bunch of our guys at the gym. We're like, you think we could do this? Like, yeah, I mean, it's not that hard. You just put your mind to it, right? But there's already guys who have, like, tapped out. I'm like, yeah, they're soft. Like, it's not that hard. Just tell yourself, like, I'm hungry. Well, too bad. I can't fucking eat. Okay, I'm right? learning former football players are psychos. You guys retire, and Alex is like, okay, I'm going to swim with sharks in the Bay Area <laughs> yeah. now. And Jeremiah's like, I'm not going to eat for four weeks. I'm yeah. only going to drink hey, water and bone broth. If you do a, if you do the cleanse like that, it's amazing for your body. Like some Dude. of those, like because what it does is it forces your body to kick into overdrive and it kicks all the bad toxins out and kicks restarts the entire system. It's incredible. It also makes me realize how much of a fat fuck I am. Yeah, it's true like, too. You like you're like I'm not eating right like, now. Like, Dude, how you're much like, time I have to like, do I'm, real and I'm really, things it's all like, day. I'm not that hungry, right? It's like 
I'm just bored. But you are. But like you are. Right. you are, but like you realize, like I haven't eaten for 39 hours, and I'm not like on the floor, like kill me. Yeah. Right. Like I'm like hungry. Our kids would be. Right. Like I'm, I'm hungry. Oh, so gonna die. Yeah. But it's like I just eat because I'm fat. Like it's pretty simple. Like I guess I really am just a glutton. Yeah. It's not, Anyways, yeah, it's a, a little self deprivation on right. here. After Thanksgiving, that felt great. <laughs> yeah. Sure everybody's coming out of that one real good. Uh, just uh, loosen the belt and don't eat food for uh, for four days. Though. Thanks. Okay. Jay. Who's the Mike? We start every show oh, here. Yeah. We identify the biggest things on our mind around football each week. And if I could, I would like to start with Please. someone in particular. Okay. Let's talk about David Tepper. Let's talk about Mr. Tepper, Mr. Tepper, oh, Mr. Mr. Tepper, Tepper. David Tepper, uh, David Tepper, Panthers owner, is my mic. I'm going to read you a quote from his press conference after firing Frank Reich, and then we can react to this quote together. This guy. Mr. Tepper, Mr. Tepper, Mr. Tepper says, I do have patience. My reputation away from football is one of extreme patience. We go to the Carolina Panthers coaching tree here under David Tepper. Fired midseason Ron Rivera in 2019. Fired midseason 2022 Matt Rule. And now fired midseason in 2023 Frank Reich. Three coaches fired midseason since 2019, including two that he hired as the man to lead the franchise. I think if if there's one word to describe Mr. Tepper, I don't know what it is, but it's certainly not patience. This well, guy needs a roadmap at that podium. Zero. Let's also throw in there he owns the soccer team in which he has also fired two head coaches from. So in five <laughs> years of roll, own, I swear I saw this on, on I saw roll. this stat in five years of owning those two franchises, he has fired five head coaches. Super patient. No, I mean, zero. just the prime example of patience. Well, you know right? what? Here's what I love about it, too, is now all of a sudden that they got fired. Because the Josh McCown firing and the Deuce Staley firing after was very interesting to me. And here's why. You fired the head coach. You've kind of let everybody in the building know. You're all on alert. Everybody in this building will get fired soon. But before you could let these other two guys take this team, because those are two guys that have been working closely with your quarterback and your running back and your offensive coordinator. like They're your guys that you go to. You fired them, too. I don't understand that. I found that extremely petty. Like, that's one of those things where it's like either something was going on behind the scenes, but then all of a sudden, as soon as they got fired, what did they say? They were like, yeah, by the way, we didn't want Bryce Young. We wanted C.J. Stroud. <laughs> but David Tepper said he wanted C.J. or uh, Bryce Young. Just wanted to yeah. like, just, just wanted to let everybody know that. The three yeah. of us literally sat in the meeting and were like, no, we, we want C.J. Stroud. You should take C.J. Stroud. And he was like, I want Bryce Young. And they were like... Okay, here we yeah. go. I mean, it's like when you fire your lawyer, right? It's like confidentiality no oh, longer exists, right? Like, <laughs> you want to throw me on the street? Thing. First one, bus thrower. Oh, right? Like, sure. 100%. You know, and then the other crazy thing I saw was that he was considering Greg Olson. If Greg Olson wanted to come be a head coach, he would consider hiring him as a head coach. Dude, stop. It Stop. <laughs> Stop it. I love See, it. that's more, just a hot take that somebody made up because that is the No, it's not. Thing. That is no, not. He, he, I they, thought it was the stop. other way around. I thought it, I thought Greg Olson floated, hey, if they're interested, I would be interested. See, I thought it was the other way around. I could be wrong. I thought I saw okay. something that said David Tepper said that if Greg Olson was interested, he would give him like an interview. I could be wrong. Fact check me, Panthers that fans. That would almost care. be worse than if they would have let Josh McCown run the Texans. Remember that when they were considering? <laughs> like, and everybody was like, wait, what do you mean? This guy has never come coached anybody and you're going to give him an nfl team 
to uh, run. Jay, if, if Nebraska made a move again at some point, would you be interested in coaching the Nebraska Cornhuskers? Never. Okay. Never, ever. Just now, get that on the record will, for the aggregators out now, there. Now, listen, they offer me $40 million and then fire me after the first year? Sure. <laughs> Why? That sounds like a great idea, right? You give me a Jimbo Fisher deal, you give me a, you give me a oh, national oh, title oh, plaque oh, before I even coach a person, right. and you clap me in and hype me up, and then 365 days later, they say, you know, we think we made a mistake, but you know, we're going to pay you out. Like, cool. Where do I sign up for that deal? And that, it doesn't it, the Jimbo correct. Fisher thing. It, I don't think it cancels out if he gets a new job, right? No, it doesn't like offset. Uh-oh. He There's just no gets, offset. gets the seventy million. That's what's insane. <laughs> He's made more money. Jimbo Fisher has made more money. He'll make more money out of this buyout than Jameis Winston has made in his entire career. Yeah, eat those W's, That's man. <laughs> All right, eat those W's. We're in the college football world. I'll go next. My okay, mic. Here we go. My mic is. I am all about, and I hope to God the chaos of the college football playoff happens, right? Like, there is a scenario in which here where you could have seven one-loss football teams and who gets in, right? So Michigan's going to beat the shit out of Iowa. That's that's a given, right? So Michigan beats them. Florida State loses to Louisville in the ACC championship. Alabama beats Georgia in the the SEC championship. And Oregon beats Washington in the Pac-12 championship. You now have Ohio State one loss. Alabama one loss, Georgia one loss, Oregon one loss, Crazy. Washington one loss, Florida State one loss, and don't forget about Texas now as the Big 12 champion. Yep. If they win, chaos, dude. And I'm so here for it. I, I want it because the amount of crying and whining and like it's gonna be a lot. riots in the street for some schools is going to be insane. Like Georgia, number one. If Bama beats Georgia, I think they're out of the playoff. right? And the team that has been number one almost all year is now on the outside looking in. It could all it could go the other way, right? And everyone wins out, and you got four twelve and zero teams in the playoff, and Florida State goes and gets crushed because they don't have their quarterback and all that stuff. But it could be complete insane chaos right before they move to the twelve team playoff next year. And sign me up for it. I want it. I want it all. I want all the smoke. Yes. Look at you, dude. You want to be on that committee, don't you? So bad. So bad, dude. Well, okay, if you're on that committee, I I just let's be honest about Florida State for a second. I know that on one hand, let's say they go on, they because they're playing is it Louisville in their who just got beat by Kentucky, so they're probably going to win and go 13 and 0. But if if the goal is you have to decide what you want to do here, and this is the last year you're gonna have to deal with this because now you're going to expand it, all these teams are going to be in next year. But of all those eight teams you just mentioned, is Florida State, even if they win, really one no. of the four best teams without their best player? But you can't do they not have put the them balls in. to not put a thirteen and O team in? That's nope. the question. Nope. No. You can't do that. That sets a dangerous precedent. That's a seriously dangerous Dude, precedent. Dude, that's a dangerous precedent yeah. that's like, I don't give a shit you won all your games. Tough tutties. Your quarterback's out. Didn't they you do that to like that. Central Florida one time? But they didn't play, you know, they're not but playing they're a not, power five. They're schedule. not in a power five schedule. If you go undefeated in the power five, five and that, yeah. that's also not fair to the kids on that team. Right, Agreed. that's that's not fair to Jared Verse, who's going to be arguably the first pass rusher taken off the board. Like Coleman, the receiver, who's one of the like they have too much talent to say like, well, we know you want them all, but not enough because you don't have one guy. They don't have the balls to do that, even though I don't think they have a chance without their quarterback. But at that point too, then what is the point of wins and losses? Like if Correct. you're undefeated, what's the point of being undefeated? And if we're not going to be accepted in, so there's no way that's a terrible. I do think right? Louisville has a chance of beating them though. Sure. It would actually it make happen. things easier and smoother. It would make things so happened, much right? easier. If they got beat, then we're taking this question out completely. And now the, the biggest question is, how does Ohio State get back in without a conference championship game? If Georgia, let's say let's say Michigan wins. By the way, do you see the Michigan-Iowa no. line? So no, what is it? Oh, 0.5. So, 
Well, hold on. So it's so Michigan. Uh, the the over under for the game is like thirty five or thirty six and a half, which is a little higher than some of the other Iowa games. But it's I think it's a twenty three point spread. But Iowa's Iowa's uh, individual like over under for their own points is six and a half. Yeah, I not the it. spread for the the spread's twenty three. But yeah. like Iowa, can, can Iowa score more or less than six and a half points? After against Michigan? watching what I just watched on Black Friday <laughs> in the Nebraska Iowa game, the answer is no. Hey, no. Oh, dude, hey seriously though. What do you think they're saying in their meetings right now? Guys, listen. <laughs> listen. Great season. Proud of Great. you guys. We had fun. So proud of you. Let's just not get our asses kicked that bad in this game, okay? Give it everything you got. Dude. Oh, they're 260-pound fat oh, quarterback. Oh, God. It's so happen. funny. Right. Here we go. My mic. I'm going to I'm gonna do a little roll reversal here, and I might have to go with a little bit of a, a kill and an alert. All right. Oh wow. Or wow. This is, this is unprecedented. And who's the Here mic? Here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna mic the Bills. Okay. Hmm. For not the reason that you think. I see that Sean McDermott's. He's my mic. He's under a lot of hot water. I don't think that people really see this team for what it is. Like I now that you watch that Philly game, I get what the problem is. Ninety plays of which is Jay. Tell him that's, that's a lot. It's a lot. That's a, lot, a lot. lot. That's a game and a half. Okay. Of those 90 plays, Josh Allen is 60 of them. He is too much of their team. Absolutely too much. And one of the things that made me see it was, do you notice they were in their all-whites? Remember when the coaches, when we would play in our all-whites in the, in the grass field and it would get wet, they'd be like, it's going to be bad. Because if the quarterback looks dirty, it just looks bad, right? Taking shot after shot. He's, when you look at this, I just feel bad for Sean McDermott because I feel like he is under a lot of scrutiny right now. Yeah, their defense is – they're down a lot of players, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you look at the offense, I guess I see now why they got rid of Ken Dorsey. And it's it's like you said, Jay, a long time ago. If Josh Allen has a bad game, they lose. There's no question. If he has a good game, there's a good chance they win, depending on if the defense shows up. But it's just too much offensively of Josh Allen. Like, everyone's just keying on him too much. And the hits that he's taking time after time, and they're relying on him way too much, they have to start expanding. And I know that at times their run game shows up, but it's not enough for them. They're too much of this mauling team to not have a run game behind them to be like, listen, this guy's a little beat up. We're gonna we're gonna lean on a little bit more of Latavius Murray. We're gonna lean a little bit more on Cook. Like it's just you see at times they just line up and run duo and duo and duo. And it's like guys, listen, I get what you're doing. You're trying to beat your head against that brick wall and then throw it deep. But at the same time, that was the old BA way of playing, and that's kind of started to fade out. And now it's become like, hey, let's spread the field out. Let's give the ball to everybody every which way. And dude, when you look at Philly and the way that they play that game, dude, they're a tough, tough team tough team to play in those conditions kicker hits a 60 yarder to go into overtime like they're a tough team and when you hear people talking about how Sean McDermott's lost this team I'm like dude I don't think you really Mm -hmm. see what that game was that was one of the best games all year like if you really watch that game that was physical people were getting after each other the turnovers were all over the field like it's just one of those things where it's like hey you didn't come out on top and now everyone's pissed because you're six and six and I get it but at the same time, they're a good 6-6 six and six team. Like, they go into the playoffs, they're a team to be feared. But they have to open up that offense more. Hot take. Hot take. Ever, ever since the Bills lost to Kansas City in the AFC Championship with 13 seconds left or whatever it was, yep. they can't close out a football game. Yeah. They can't. And I think back to 2017 when we lost – 
or 2018, I think it was, for the Vikings when they lost last second against who was it, Mac? Was it the Saints or in the play? Tell me in the in the regular season? No, no. There was um, a Vikings game that was like a last second, really like heartbreaker for us. Was it the it, Saints? It might have been. It might have been since mm. I don't remember. But I, I, ever since that has happened to the Bills, they've never seemed to be able to break that over the hump thing. Right, they've never been able to seem like close game, end of the game, close it out, finish it, put the nail in the coffin. And I don't know if that's a lingering thing that like it's just something they think about all the time or what it is, but I think ever since that game, they have never been the same. They haven't. And I have I, a hot take too. All right. I'm actually I, I'm gonna defend them a little bit here. So since they fired Ken Dorsey, they played two games. They they absolutely smoked the Jets 32 to six and you know the Jets can't score otherwise that would have been different maybe but uh and then they go toe-to-toe they're up double digits late in that game against Philadelphia in Philadelphia maybe the best team in the NFL and and they wind up losing in overtime there are no moral victories I know you guys wouldn't be sitting in that locker room like oh this is great but I can sit here on the outside and look at the 12 games the Bills have played so far this year and here's my hot take the loss at Philadelphia is the second best result on their schedule. Number one is a win against Miami. Number two is a close loss in overtime at Philadelphia in which you'd be pissed and you'd, and there's a bunch of things yeah. to clean up. But I think you come out of these last two games because their other wins are like Raiders, Commanders, the Giants. Right. They beat Tampa. They smoke the Jets to, to, to go toe to toe with that team. After smoking the Jets 32-6, to six, I feel great going into a bye week with five games left if I'm the Bill. I feel better I now agree. than I would have like two months ago. I agree. And let's be honest, that Jets game, the first game of the year, that was all just because of that emotional game of what happened. So you're really looking at a 7-5 and five team right now that's really looking at a, walking into the wild card and going, hey, listen, as long as we can find a way to run the ball and be creative. I still think they can win the East. Oh, I mean, Miami, Miami is so hot or cold and and so up and down with like the teams they beat are terrible and then they lose to the good teams. And you got to remember the Bills have the one game over them already, which is like having two. Right. Right. And so I think I agree with you, Mac, in the fact that this team can hit their stride in December. They'll make a run. They have too much talent not to. The biggest question mark then becomes, can their defense hold up with the amount of bodies that they've just been getting peeled off of left and right? You know, right. this is, this is actually opens up probably a, a different avenue here in that we're so quick in, in the media and talking headville to define teams for what we think they are after like September, October. And like in November, you now you have opinions about who each team is, right? Like right. the Rams are garbage. Let's put them over here. And I'll use the Rams as an example. They're just the first team that came to my head. Well, the Rams are now a game out. The Rams have Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford. They've got, <laughs> I mean, they've got some things. They're a game out of the wild card. Right. My, Williams my point, just came back, the running back. Yep. Dude. I think teams are defined in late November, December, more than September, October. And so I'm I'm not defining the Bills yet. I want to see the Bills in the last five weeks and see if they can carry this stuff over. I agree I with also, you 100%. And we, as players, agree with you, too. Like, we never really look at a team in September and go, this is what they're going to be the rest of the year because you could play a team in your division early and then all of a sudden they hit a run and you see them late in December and they kick your ass and you're like, what the hell just happened? We know that there's a lot that goes into the weeks. This is when you start to see what everyone's made of. And I think the one thing that we do is, as former players, we look early on and go, listen, these guys just suck. They're making mistakes. They have too many mental errors. They're turning the ball over. They're just not doing it right. We don't feel like they're going to be good. Then there's teams, like, I'll give you the best example, the Vikings, 
who started one and four. And what did we say about them? Dude, they're just playing stupid football. They're turning the ball over. They can't get it right. Literally making every mistake in the book. And the luck is not on their side. They start to turn it around, what, a month ago? And everyone's like, okay, here we go. Now we're back on track. And then you lose Kirk Cousins. And now all of a sudden it's kind of like, dude, what a, what a swing. But at the same time, so many people wrote them off early. And then as soon as Kirk started hitting, it was like, okay, here, they're back again. And it's like you don't know what someone's going to do I'm, until after November. And honestly, the COVID rule of IR has changed a lot of this too. The, yeah. the, the, the ability to have multiple people go on IR and tend to return and then return back four weeks later, right? Justin Jefferson's a great example of this, right? Mm-hmm. right? Jonathan Taylor, another great example. He's about to go on IR again, again for his thumb, and then come thumb? back and then come back again. Like the ability to Sport swing guy. these players that got hurt because it used to be you go on IR. See you next year, right? Like, so I love that rule because it does give guys a chance to, hey, this guy's hurt for four weeks. Let's put him on the IR, elevate someone else that can come in and help us win, and then bring this guy back, right? There's so much of that to it. And yeah, the teams are defined in December, right? Teams really start to define themselves of who they are in December. You have to survive the month of November. That's what it is because at that point, everyone's beat up. You've got injuries all over the field. If you can get out of November at two and two or three and one, you set yourself up to make a run in December, right? That's what November always and forever was when you were in the NFL. Survive. Survive in advance, right? If you drop and you go one and three in November, you're putting yourself in a hole heading into December. Like the goal was to always go 500 or three and one in November and just survive. Which teams, I'm going to put you guys on the spot real quick here, but just off the top of your heads, which teams do you think? So Colin Cowherd on his radio show does what's called a Super Bowl bubble. And he puts the teams, and he does this a few times a year, he puts the teams in the bubble that he says, these teams can win the Super Bowl. And sometimes it's 10 teams, sometimes it's six. Which teams right now on November 29, 2023, you pick how many you want. How many teams oh, okay. can do you think can win the Super Bowl? Give me a number, and I'll throw out that many teams. It's up to you, man. If it's, if it's, so, if it's three, it's three. No, it, no, it's just however many you think it is, Boone. To win the Super Bowl? I mean, How many teams do you think head? right now off the top of your head could win the Super Bowl? I've got I'll about six. Right. I've got about five or six in my head. I could name six. Okay, go. All right, here we go. San Fran. I'm going to go Dallas. I'm going to go Philly. KC. Um, Baltimore? Baltimore, for sure. There's one more. Um, did I say Dallas already? Mm-hmm. How about, okay, so we all I, agree on those five. I echo right? those five. I echo those five. And I add Buffalo. I add oh. Buffalo. I do. I, they're too talented, you know okay. man. And I'll they have one of the best. They have game. one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Like they have one of the best quarterbacks like in the said, league though, for me. Can they stay? Healthy can they sustain enough? it? But if they can, if they can, they can win the Super Bowl. Right. That's the idea. If everything goes right for them, can they win the Super Bowl? Yes, they yeah. can. Yeah. The All other right, team, I'm gonna. The other sense. team, I'm gonna throw in there, and this is a long shot, and I know it. It is in a bit. Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, dude. They should. Yeah. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, they're more I mean, they're more likely right now than the Bills cuz the I, Bills are technically the 10th seed climb. The Bills, have to, climb. The Bills, Bills have, have to climb talented. over to get in first. Jacksonville after what they did going toe to toe with CJ Stroud and that game and that back and forth, what a game. Such a great game. Mm. Gives me a lot of confidence in the Jacksonville Jaguars and just putting that neck tat a little bit closer, baby. <laughs> a little bit hey, closer. By the way, can I can I have an, another mic? Can, Talk about a weekend of football. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, oh, mm. Sunday, Monday. Tuesday came, and I was like, wait a minute, there's no football. I know. I was too. I was like, what do you, what do you mean there's no football? My wife was like, no Maxon. 
fucking hate this game. Yeah. <laughs> Every night. Literally, Bear ran into the room and was like, Dad, who's playing tonight? I was like, dude, it's Tuesday. There's no football. <laughs> There's no action. There's no Buffalo hey, Toledo. Thursday, it. tomorrow's game is going to be so fun to watch. So fun. Let's go. So, yeah, wait. Tomorrow is Seahawks. Dallas. Dallas. Versus Dallas. <sighs> yes. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. Because if anything, it's going to be two competitive, tough teams going out there. And if anything, DK Metcalf will just throw a punch at somebody. He might. Awesome. You never know. <laughs> Dude, we, so my, my wife and I went uh, to Vegas for 48 hours over Thanksgiving. We went to we, we went to Old Downtown for half a day. We went to Circa, which I think has just been redone. It's like the biggest sports book in Vegas. Yeah. They have an outdoor... Now, we're from Minnesota, so when it's 58 degrees in Vegas and all the locals are, like, bundled up in their Canada Goose jackets and stuff, we're like, show us to the pool. So we <laughs> right. go out, and there's we, we watch two and a half. Well, we watched uh, the entire Packers-Lions game, outdoor sports theater. The I think it's called the, uh, is it the Stadium Swim, I want to say? But, dude, they turn all those pools into hot tubs. So you're sitting outside. They, they they crank the temperature up to like 110 degrees, and we just sat and watched like five hours of football in mm. Vegas outside. It's incredible. Glorious day of football viewing. Have I love you, it. Uh, have you gotten checked since you got back? You got <laughs> a, a hot tub sized pool from Vegas. Yeah, they're they're large enough. You know, the a lot of chlorine. Out. Yeah. Just slowly <laughs> burns your skin <laughs> off. The skin's just peeling off a of Mackie. Flaking off. <laughs> Guys, do I look okay? Yeah. Is it weird that it burns when I pee? <laughs> oh, man. Highly recommended. Mm. Um, boys, let's uh, let's make some picks and then get to dumb football questions. Let's do it. Okay. We got some All good right, so dumb how, football Hey, how did we questions. do last week? Can't wait Coco, to get two Can you just two give record. him a second? Golly, dude. <laughs> Sit still. So mad. Let me tell you how we did. You oh. wouldn't be asking that if you didn't go. No, you went. You actually finished last place last week, Booney. You went mm. two and two. I, I went know. three and one. Jeremiah went three and one. And so the season standings are, I am 32 and 16, four games in front of Alex, who's 28 and 20, and Jeremiah is up to 26 and 22. He's climbed out of the back, baby. He's making everyone loves a comeback story. So you're two games behind Alex, six games behind me with a month and a half of regular season football. This is it, man. I got to go 500 this. this, I got I got to do something. We got to do something like playoffs count as double or something. Mm. Oh, yeah. Now you guys want to chase him. Okay. All right, here we go. What do you got, we Mac? Can, yeah, we can go double in the playoffs. Let's do yeah, it. I love it. I love it. Good. Okay, we're going to start here. And let me, uh, because I'm leading, I will pick first at least a couple times so you guys can pick differently to catch up if you want to. So let's let's start with the game of the week here. 49ers at Eagles. I'm I'm going Niners. Dude, I was watching ESPN this morning just trying to see what, what the talking heads say about uh, the National Football League. And they had a question for the panel this morning. And it was... How wide is the gap between the Eagles and the 49ers? And they were all answering, like, you know, how far in front of the Niners is are the Eagles, right? And I took that question to mean because I think the Niners are better than the Eagles. Agreed. Okay. I completely so, agree with you. I know that they're playing at Philadelphia, but I think I think the Eagles are gonna F around and find out about the 49ers this week. So give me the 49ers straight. <laughs> we pick straight up on this. Yeah, I, I completely agree. The Niners are a well-oiled machine right now. They're healthy. Debo's back, which has added a huge element. Trent's back. Christian McCaffrey's bleeding all over his sheets. Right? Like, yeah. His girlfriend's like, oh, blood on my sheets. He's like, you love it. Oh, you know you love it. Yeah, but, lick it off. Yeah. yeah I, I'm all, I'm like, all aboard the Niners. Look at this bruise on his tricep. It's terrible. I was like, oh, I want to touch it, too. 
<laughs> Look how chiseled it is. Yeah, no. All in it. Team Christian McCaffrey, Team Niners, they're going to beat down the Eagles. Clearly. And, hey, listen, there's a rumor, wow. and I don't know if this is true or not, because you just can't believe anything anymore. It's kind of annoying that you can't believe anything, what you hear. But if Lane Johnson is really not playing, that's going to mm. be – I don't care who you have out there or what you use to protect them. That defense is just humming right now. And that's going to be something that Jalen Hurts is going to have to think about. And, dude, last week that game in the conditions, don't get me wrong, played really well, but they did have some problems with that ball. Let's be honest. So Yeah. So just to be clear, we're all picking the 49ers without any hesitation, Zero without hesitation. blinking at all whatsoever nope. to go into we're Philadelphia and win this game. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, for sure. They're the best team in football. They're the best team in football. I agree, man. Totally. All right. Broncos at Texans. A couple teams fighting to get in as playoff teams here. Broncos Broncos have won a bunch of games in a row. Apparently, they just force four turnovers every game. Every game. It's just their thing. They're just turnover machines, apparently. I'll go first here. I'm taking the Texans. I think what the Texans have done, C.J. Stroud being an animal. You know, the Broncos have hit their stride a little bit, but this is going to be the best quarterback that they've played in that five-game stretch. Besides, since Patrick Mahomes, when they beat Kansas City, right, and kind of got everything rolling here, this will be the best quarterback that they play since Patrick Mahomes. I think C.J. Stroud in this offense is rolling. You know, without that kicker missing the kick last week, hurt them against Jacksonville, but he still threw for 400-plus yards. Dude's all over the map. I love what they're doing down in Houston. Give me the Texans. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow Jay on this one, and I was kind of up in the air because I agree the Broncos have been playing – weirdly okay to the point that they're winning games right? <laughs> kind of sort of maybe right? i don't like, know point, yeah, people are like weird. this is great football i'm like it's 12 to 9 like <laughs> calm down this is a defensive struggle or an offensive misfit at most stop it but i agree with you i think that cj stroud what he's been doing this year we've broken down his tape several times we love watching him i love what he did last week and i thought he was going to pull it out against the jags Huge, but still at the same time, like you said, putting up 400 yards in that game and looking the way he did. I think he comes out this week against the Broncos and gives it to him. Yeah, five straight wins for the Broncos, man. It's I know. Just, uh, they're I like, know that's but look at like who the they've been Iowa. against. Can you go through they're their wins? Can you go through their wins? Do you have it up yeah. in front of you? Yeah, hold on. Yeah. yeah. So let's. So it started with Mahomes, right? Wasn't that the one where they beat them on Thursday night football? Yep. When they were yeah. one and five. Actually, it started with Green Bay. They beat okay, Green so they Bay beat, in 1917. So they beat Jordan Love. Right, so they beat Jordan yeah. Love, then they beat Mahomes, then, then they have they a bye week, then they beat, then they beat Buffalo. They get an offensive coordinator fired in fired Buffalo. in Buffalo, right? So they beat Josh Allen after causing a bunch of those. Then they then so so Mahomes Allen, then they beat the Pastronaut. Yep, they Josh beat the Pastronaut, the who has come back down to earth, crashing and burning in a horrific way. Houston, we have a problem. Yes, and then uh, Cleveland last week, twenty nine to to twelve. So Dorian Thompson Robinson, a rookie backup, who's not C.J. Stroud. So, yeah, they beat Allen and they beat Mahomes in there. But I just – maybe I'm a Bronco hater, man. I don't know. I think you are, dude. I think you are. Maybe no, I'm a Bronco no, – and no, listen, no, no. I'm from this Denver. Is is. I was just in Denver last week and I had to listen to everyone just talk about how great they were and I wanted to puke. Maybe I'm a Denver <laughs> hater. I'm not. I love Denver. No, I grew not. up the born and raised. I just don't trust them. I just don't trust them. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. And at the same time, when you talk Mackie, about – Mackie, when you make your pick, I got to take a piss. Okay, oh, go ahead. Too much water. <laughs> this this guy, guy drinks water and bone broth for 85 hours and can't go five minutes on a podcast without taking a leak. All right, man. Um, listen, I mean, I, I agree with you. The five-game win streak is one of those things where you're looking at it like, wow, they got something going. And if, even if they don't, they believe that they do, and they can come out and play tough. So I'm excited to see who you pick. 
it i want this would be a great chance for me to just get an extra point on you guys but i i think it do would it. be no, no i think no, no. it'd be dumb i think the do texans win this should. game not it. only do i think the texans win this game i think the texans are just objectively better than the broncos i think cj stroud is objectively better than russell wilson and you know i would be stupid to pick against that here's another thing they remind me of Last year, the Vikings kept winning all these games, and you couldn't figure out kind of quite how and why they're winning all these close games. So, by the way, Jay, I picked Jay, the Texans. Wait, real quick, before he goes, he just literally said that he thinks the Broncos are going to beat the Texans. And then no, picks the Texans? Stop. Yes. I, no, no, that's not true. That's false. He's lying right now. <laughs> lying fine. <laughs> Ding. Ding. So, I said this. Texans, objectively better than the Broncos, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud, objectively better than Russell Wilson, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Call me an idiot if you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know uh, stats are stupid and stats are for losers, but the Broncos are a minus 34-point differential. Texans are a plus 27. There's like a 50, 60-point differential between those two teams. So they're, like it would be dumb to pick the Broncos over the Texans straight up in this game. So it kind of reminds me of when the Vikings kept winning games in 2022, and you couldn't quite figure out how are they doing this? Is it sustainable? Yes. That's what's happening with the Broncos right now. It is not sustainable the way they are winning games. Nope. I think I lost a bet that year, didn't I? To a Giants <laughs> oh, game that, that I was literally was like, well, they just beat them like two <laughs> weeks ago. How hard could it be? That steak was delicious. Four old fashions and three steaks oh, later. Was, okay. That was, that was a rough oh, night. Hold on. Before you, I'm really looking forward to that steak and a beer on Michigan's dime, by the way. Just so you're aware, Booney. Okay. Just really looking Ryan forward Day's to that. Ryan Day's about to be my next mic. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. Go ahead, Mackie. Next one. Just uh, had to make sure I put that in there. Who's got it better than us? Browns at Rams. Browns at Rams. I'll take the Rams. Give me the Rams. Two straight wins. Everyone's sleeping on them. They're a game back of the wild card in the NFC. And uh, I, I like the Rams. I like the Rams too. Uh, you know what they've done? How they put the team back together? Stroud being or not Stroud? Stafford starting to play a little bit better. They're getting into their room a little. Their groove a little bit. And they have Aaron Donald. They have Aaron Donald going against going against a rookie quarterback. Holds the ball a little bit too long back there. It's never going to work well when 99's breathing down your neck. I like the Rams. Do it, boo. So, Do it. We've been, we've aligned every. We've aligned so every. We can't. You can't align on every one. I'm you're sorry, a Brown guy, Cleveland listen, through and through. You're, you're, you're Cleveland. You're, you're, you're Cleveland through and through. How many times we heard on this show? I'm brownie all the way, baby. I bleed orange. I bleed orange. But I don't claim it on this show like you do. I don't claim it on this show like you do. Every week on this show, you're like the Browns, baby. Inject them into my veins. Let's go, baby. Bernie's wearing a Bernie Bernie Kosar underwear. Listen, Miles Garrett for a sack fumble. Here we go. Let's go. I'm not brownies. Let's go, brownies. Okay, there it is. I'm willing. Hey, I'm. JD Hoyts. <laughs> this J.D. Hoyts is going to be awesome. Oh, I love it. <laughs> just wait. Okay. Okay. And by the way, there's just not, there's not that many. There's not many great games. This great week. games this week. So uh, we're going to go. If that's the case, we're going to go to the bottom of the barrel here. We're going to go Falcons at Jets. Falcons <laughs> at Jets. Who wins oh, yeah. that game? <laughs> I think it's Desmond Ritter against, is it Tim Tim, Tim Boyle, Boyle baby. baby. And that baby. is why I am taking the Falcons. Tim Boyle should not be in the NFL. I'm just going to is- say it. I don't, I don't know how he is the guy, but why is that? I don't know how he's still in the NFL, and I also don't know how like how every week as a player you can be like, "All right, Timmy, lead us to battle, pal." <laughs> like, it just I don't know. I don't like poo pooing on guys in the NFL because it's an extremely hard thing to do, especially to play quarterback. But yeah. you look around the league and you're like, "There's really no one better than Tim Boyle to lead your football team." Like, I can't do it, and I think the Falcons have a good enough defense that the Jets still can't score. 
Mm-hmm. Give me the Falcons. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm with you on this one. I, I really can't. You can't talk to me, though. I can't, but I can't take the Jets, dude. I just no can't. Chance. They can't not score. They can't score. Yeah, dude. It's it's the Falcons here for me, too. I wish I wish we could differentiate a little bit on some of these, but sometimes that happens. You the, just uh, you can't. Picks. If you can't score, you can't win football games, unless you're Iowa. It's, I, don't, I don't get it. If you can uh, dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, but you can't dodge Tim Boyle. Charles, I'm really surprised at your Broncos pick, being that you're from Denver. I'm surprised you're... Uh... Dude, Broncos fans I'm hate just me. Saying. Do you not remember our Broncos <laughs> breakdown? Of, they wanted to fly of... to my house and axe me in the middle of the night. Well, you know what? Here's a way to make them happy. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Ride or take, die. Let's ride. Take the Broncos then, Booney. You should. Take them then. If you're no so unbelievably no upset that I didn't take the Broncos, take them then. Saying. Stick it to me. Come on. Stick it to me then. We're good. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's great. That's what I thought. Those are your picks. We'll see if these two guys can catch the uh, the real football knower myself at the top of the standings here. How can we when we're always in agreement? <laughs> well, that's part of the strategy. You guys need to pick some different uh, teams than me if you want to catch the catch the king here it's time for some dumb football questions starting with this one by the way thank you guys every week we sift through your dumb football questions we get to as many of them as possible if you haven't already by the way please click the subscribe button and the like button on the o-line committee youtube channel we just started this thing like six months ago and we're almost to i believe almost to 15 14 14 13 6 i believe 13 6 amazing guys so the thank you guys um and so we we like to take your dumb football questions and Throw them at Jeremiah and Alex, starting with Dave Harms, who wants to know, do pregame hype speeches actually work? Not for me, they didn't. You I don't know. Every, every player is different. Now, there's a few different. Let's break this down a little more. There's a few different types of pregame hype speeches. There's the one from, like, the head coach right before the game, right? Then there's the one from, like, hey, we're all getting ready to go out on the field together as a unit. Right. And then you always have that one really loud guy in the locker room that no one wants to hear. Right. Like there's multiple of those. Like the one for me that always got me is if you had a guy and I'm going to call him out, Joe Berger. When Joe Berger would come on and you could feel the emotion out of his voice in a pregame, like, let's get going. That always felt more to me, more authentic than the guy that would sit there and scream and holler. And dropping f bombs and that like in the game right before the game in the locker room like that was the one where it was like oh he's talking, headphones on, turn the music on. I don't want to hear that nonsense. Like and then the head coach one for me never really a big hype guy. The head coach for me was never one that really made me in college. Yes, the NFL absolutely not. Okay. Booting. Dude, I can't I can't believe you just shouted out Joe Berger. What a love guy. Joe. Love, love Joe, Joe Berger, Joe. dude. Love Joe. Dude. Thirteen years out of Michigan Tech. Come on now. Yeah. Um... Do pregame speeches work? You were a pregame speech guy. I was. You, you used to give, you give the them. Field. Boone used to field. give the one on the field. Like when the O line, D line guys would get together, Boone was the one that would put them on the field. Yeah, Jay, would you put it. your headphones on and roll your eyes? No, when Boone it wasn't would give Boone. The speech? No, on no, the no. field's one thing. I was it's when you got in the locker room. room. The locker room for talked. me was just like everyone shut up and let us. Do I agree with Jay. Then when the guys would start screaming in the locker room, it was like, dude, it's some because a lot of times we were all trying to talk about stuff. Like I was a very 
this is weird to say, but I was a very nervous guy before the game. Mm-hmm. So I had a massive checklist. I had to relook over every single play in the playbook. I had to go back and watch all the blitzes. And I had to go through all my notes. And so I would always be asking millions of questions to everybody and trying to figure out what's going on before the game. And then, like Jay said, you'd have some guy that blaring some music that you were like, dude, I just can't even think right now. And it like guys would try to hide in the training room with the trainers. You know exactly what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I just can't. I can't take that room right now. And then you go out there. Jay's right about the the coach. If you love the guy, whatever he said, you were like through a wall, dude, through a fucking wall for you, man. I will do it. If you didn't like him, you were like fuck that shit. That's so lame. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking say something better out there. Don't worry, guys. I get you hyped. I'll get you hyped. And, that, and then when the field one happened, because that was just more raw emotion. That was whatever yeah. you you could think or say. You And in the moment, you have to get everybody in that huddle going because you're like, dude, I'm the trench. At some point, you're like, I'm almost the trench king. I'm ready to fucking get down and fight everybody. And dude, the best was Cowboy would break, him, break us down in uh, Frisco. Justin Smith, by the way. I mean, he's stud. And he'd just come in there, studs. And he'd be like, you got to fucking kill them all. And you just like instantly, because you love Justin, you'd just be like, I do. I do. I won't let you down. Like He was just one of those guys. But yeah, dude, there's some of those guys at one point, and I'm not going to name any names either, because that's rude. Mm-hmm. Somebody broke us down one time before a game. Super big F-bomb. Like the team huddle. I never did team huddles. That's, that's a big chaotic scene. I always stood in the very back if you look. Somebody broke us down, and they went to go like one, two, three, and nobody said anything. And all of a sudden, somebody turned around and was like, "Yo, seriously, if all the people to break us down, that motherfucker broke us down. Seriously, <laughs> talking about all that shit. He's not even do anything today. He didn't even hit anybody. Doesn't even make any tackles." I was, I literally started losing it. And I was like, "This is a bad vibe before a game, guys. We shouldn't be laughing." We ended up losing. Is all right. I, I won't name names either, but there was one game. Someone gave a big like locker room like. F these dudes, we're going to take them and take them out back and we're going to just pile up. Da, 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 da. And you're sitting there. And then all of a sudden, 10 minutes later, all right, prayer in the shower, prayer in the shower. Yeah. And then the same guy, the same guy's like, bow your heads, dear heavenly Jesus. And I was like, hold on, hold on. That's not how this works. Like, you can't just say we're going to go out there and murder these dudes and be like, dear Lord Jesus, little baby Time Jesus, sit in your major. Like, that for me was like, everything you just said is completely discredited. I'm laughing. Because the minute that that happened, you looked at me and you went, is he for real right now? <laughs> Dude, I, I, could, go, I couldn't I, do it. I go, he went from killing everybody to Dude, let's and it bow was, our heads. It was vulgar, too. Like, it wasn't just kill was everyone. Bad. Like, it was it was the worst one I'd ever heard. Like, it, it got really it was, dark. It got really dark, really and personal. Like, like, shower time. He's like, shower time. time, prayer in the shower, prayer in the shower. And I was like, wait. Wait, <laughs> we're gonna murder their whole that's, family. That's I, I, nope, no, I can't do that. One. I did it, prayer every I time. Skipped, in the I skipped, I skipped that prayer in the shower. I'm not gonna lie rosary, that way. Guys. I, I did every prayer in the shower. I was so excited to go into that one. I was like, I can't believe, I can't believe he just said that. I can't wait to see what he's gonna say. To you. It was, it, it was insane. Yeah, that one, that one sticks to me to this is day. Is there okay, Booney, as someone who did give like some of these speeches, is there? Do you? Do you sort of map out and plan in no. your head? Do you, you you just say whatever flows through your body, basically? I just get super excited for games, and I always have, and I've always been super crazy. Like, Staley and I used to headbutt each other, and I it, like, it just everything was insane all the time. And true story, one time I accidentally headbutted Mike Dupati before a game and almost gave him a concussion. Not even kidding. I was so hyped. 
and he looked at me and I was like, yeah, Mike, whack. And he dropped to both his knees and instantly the whole team, we're literally 15 minutes for kickoff, stops. Ball in the air, the receiver literally stopped and was like, what just happened? And I was like, Mike, get up. Mike, Mike please, get. please, please, uh, Mike. Now. He gets up. Oh. <laughs> Shaking. Solari looks at me and he's like, you're dead after this game. I'm like, I'm not going to headbutt anybody else. I swear to God, I won't do it ever again. I just got so, I don't know, dude. I'm still get hyped about it. Do you remember this. how you used to end every speech? Do you remember Tuvahala. it? Valhalla. To Valhalla. <laughs> the end of, straight to Valhalla. I'll see you straight to Valhalla. <laughs> and then we'd all break it down and go. Ah, Dude, go. I'm, I'm not kidding. I can't wait to go there. I'm excited. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's on my picture you gave me as a as a Christmas present. You gave all because Boone always for all you guys, Boone drinks nothing. He only drinks out of pitchers. Like so when we go to a restaurant, I'm like, can I have a pitcher of water? Like, can I have a pitcher of ice tea? Yeah. Like, he only drinks what? out of pitchers. That's, that's all he does. He for only... the audio audience, Boone literally has a pitcher in front yeah, of his microphone. That's all he right drinks now. out of. That's and so for Christmas home. in, I think it was 2016, he got us all, he got us all, uh, I think he said, he got us all pitchers, and there's like our nicknames on them. It was right again, and said, brothers in this life and the next, see you in Valhalla. <laughs> that's right. Those are my dudes forever. Oh, that was fantastic. We need to, Joe uh, Berger we, got one of those, too. Yes, Love he did. You. Okay, when we open the O-Line Committee merch store... Obviously, we'll have like hooded sweatshirts and shirts. We need we need pitchers. Pitchers. We need, we need yeah, pitchers. It's all we drink out of. Sure. Uh, well, okay. One more dumb football question here for this week. Donald Ruppert asks: When teams play road games, do players share hotel rooms? Like, do do offensive linemen share hotel rooms? This one came up when Jay was out a couple yeah. weeks ago. We said, let's I, say I this didn't want one to talk cause... about it because. So, um, this is my favorite part, and this is probably really weird. One of the best parts about having the job in the league is that you do get to travel a lot and you get to go to like these really cool cities, but you're in and you're out. So you're like, when you're there, you're like, we have to make the most of it. When you go places, rookies always bunk together, right? Cause you're a rookie. doesn't matter who you are. Jordan Addison will have a roommate with somebody. Just it's the rookie way. Everybody else gets their own room. Sometimes maybe like a two, a year, two or three guy will have a roommate too. But once you become an established starter, you get your own room. If you become a captain, certain teams on every floor, they'll have a presidential suite. They'll put you in the presidential suite. So it's like the higher up the team you are, the nicer the room you get. When I was in Frisco, I was best friends with all those guys. So they would always give the offensive line the awesome penthouse corner suites of all the hotels that we stayed at. So we had the big rooms. And it was awesome because you would literally get an itinerary when you would land Right. As soon as you would land, they would walk around, hand itinerary. You'd be like, all right, when's first meeting? First meeting's at 830. All right. And then all of a sudden, the threads would come through through all the guys. Where are we going? What are we doing? What time are we meeting? What are we wearing? Like, it was like a whole thing. It was like a big, like, hey, we're going to go hang out with the guys. Do you, I don't know, where did we go? Was it Denver? No, I'm trying to think. Where did we go one time? Oh, no, it was Philly. Yeah. Del Frisco's. Del Frisco's in Philly. That was one of the best. Like that was one of the like. As soon as we got there, we had had an itinerary ready, and everybody's, "What room are you in?" And the greatest part about it is, like, you go do this awesome dinner. You have a lot of fun with the guys. You break bread. You go back. You meet, and then as soon as you're done, everyone's like, "What room are you in?" Yeah. What are we doing? Come and play cards. Yeah. Come watch some film. Watch some TV. And it's literally like a slumber party. You could go. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. There yeah. is only there's it's an adult slumber party, man. And they're all in four rooms. 
That's it. <laughs> Everyone's literally just sitting in there. And at times, there's so many guys in the room. You're like laying on the bed, and there's a guy sitting on top of you. And you're like, you just, you're like, if you walked in, you, at times, I would walk into a room and be like, if I had a camera right now, this would be the weirdest picture <laughs> yeah. to explain. Seven giant humans all sitting on two beds watching, Crowded like, each each other. Other. Watching, <laughs> watching the Pac 12 after dark game on a Saturday night. Right. Roll call comes in. They're like, hey, listen, it's bed check. I'll come back in 30 minutes. Y'all get the hell out of here. You're like, come on, dude. All right. Just let us sleep in the same bed just one time. See, so I was, I had a roommate my first four years in the league. I didn't have one my last two. Um, but the thing that would drive me bonkers is if you got rotating roommates, right? Like I, I roomed with TJ Clemens the whole time he was there, which was great because TJ did his thing. I did my thing. We had our routine. But then all of a sudden it was like guys started getting hurt. And so then I was like, I was with Zach Karen one week and then I was with Nick Easton one week. And like that drove me nuts oh. because I'm such a routine oriented human that like when you're all of a sudden the first thing that gets thrown off is who you're staying with. It used to drive me bananas. Like I was like, dude, just give me the same guy. I just, I just need because we know how each other sleep. Like I don't know if this dude snores. I don't know if this dude can't breathe and has sleep apnea at night. I don't know if this has like night terrors. He doesn't get up in the middle of the night and scream. Like, I don't want to deal with any of that. I just want to know who my guy is, do my thing, sit down, eat my ice cream, go to bed. Right? Like that's. That was the other piece of the road games is the night snack. Uh, Listen, if you ever think that all NFL players are the epitome of health, go watch the pre-night snack. It's pizza, ice cream, cookies, and everyone's just... Why, why do they make that available? Like, why isn't, Wouldn't it be a bad really thing to, to eat a bunch really of crap? Dude, I think it's just like, like it's. I don't know. I can remember like as soon as the team meeting was over, everyone just go pile up ice cream. It, I swear to God, we'd all just be sitting there like, again, slumber party, just eating our ice cream, watching the college game, couldn't be happier, yep. loved it. See, I burgers, get like, I get nervous. Yeah, burgers, a, chicken nuggets, fries, pizza, it was pizza. I get nervous to take a dump on a flight. Like if, so I, I like start to limit my food the night before traveling. You guys are playing in an arena with 70,000 people and you're eating like ice cream and pizza and 100%. hot dogs. and 100%. With no concerns about stomach. I will say, I didn't go stuff. this crazy the night before a game, but like after a game, oh, it was on. Like you could get so oh, much yeah. stuff on the plane. Oh, it was, uh, it was over. The and amount of Uncrustables I crushed on plane rides home was oh, absurd. You know Dude, what? I'd have like eight. I'd have like How eight. How about this? Check this story out. You want to hear a fucking story? <laughs> I got caught literally. <laughs> My wife just brought this up to me a month ago. She goes, Somebody was talking about, asked, literally asked me, like, hey, what was it like on the plane ride on the way home? And my wife was sitting there, and she was like, oh, I'll tell you. Because when we went to the Super Bowl, we had the same flight and the f- same flight attendants. And as soon as I said I was your wife, they were all like, oh, my God, I know your husband. Oh, this, he is just the greatest, and he just, just eats so much food. And my wife was like, oh, really? Tell me more. And she was like, <laughs> she was like oh, he crushes these ice cream bars and Skittles. And it's like a four-year-old kid. I was like. Fucking serious? I got caught. <laughs> Kathy, why how are you the telling fuck am me? I going to get caught at work eating candy? Like this is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, no, the plane ride home post game were because they always right after the game they always try and feed you something super heavy, right? Like you'll go to get back yeah. on the bus after a game, they're like, "Here's a cheesesteak sandwich." Well, like in yeah. Chicago, it was like, "Here's a deep dish pizza." There you go. And like it's you're city you're, based. It's city based on where you're at. And, like, you're kind of hungry, but, like, right after a game, you're really not starving because your blood's still hot and you're trying to come yeah. down. But once you get on that plane and you're, like, 30 minutes in that plane ride, the hunger turns on, right? Yeah. And it is full feed, full feed. Like, they walk by, like, uh, ice cream? Oh, you got a cookie? Yep. 
keep it coming, right? What else you got in there? Skittles, like grab yeah, bags, Skittles. Sure. They'll bring like things of chips. Oh, yeah, You'll be like, yeah. I'll have four bags of chips. Like, oh yeah, the the plane rides home are just full feed, full nonsense. And the best is the guy who brought it the bottle. All of a sudden, everyone's <laughs> drinking, and you're like, "Wait a minute, what the? Fuck where'd you is going? where'd you get that Dude, from? Yeah. Best best time we ever had. And I can't remember what game it was, but I know it was a really long flight because everybody made fun of him. Ray McDonald brought a bottle of whiskey, and it broke in his <laughs> bag on the way home, just as he was pulling it out. Like no. it must have cracked, and when he lifted it up, it, the bottom broke out. <laughs> All oh. over his stuff, and dude, the coaches were like, "Are you serious, dude?" The whole, whole plane. plane. <laughs> oh, what is that? <laughs> what are no, you doing? Man. Oh dude. my yeah. god! Farini always used to have a bottle of kettle one. Always, oh, always a bottle of kettle one. Yeah, I'll tell you what. They those vets. Thank they God didn't care about vets. anything. They, thank God that they were cool though, because they taught us how to be cool, and they really didn't give a shit about anything. Like they were like, "Dude, listen. As long as the production on the field is good." The fun don't, can be had. Don't get arrested. Yeah, yeah produce on the field. Just, just like Jay says, as long as the production. The flight. The flight home from London. The, the flight home from London in 2017 was a party. That that one that one flight home from London in 2017 was a party. Like I got home because we won, right? We beat the Browns, and we all had a great time on the way home. We had we, everyone was at duty free before the flight, just like <laughs> pushing it into the bag. <laughs> and we got it. And I remember I got home and I was like, I. Uh, I need to call my wife to come pick me up and drive me home. Yep. And she was not happy. Oh, <laughs> my Those God. are long flights, dude, and you can party for a long time. Yeah. I could imagine Especially- losing. Losing one of those games would be awful. I, I, only, I only went over there once. We won. Like, I can imagine like you lose a game over there, and you're just on the plane like you know, five more I hours. I had that experience, too. That was not very fun. Um, we lost it. The Rams over there, and that was when Carson completely fractured his forearm and it yeah. was sticking out sideways. And I was like, "This is the most insane thing I ever saw." And it was on an interception, and the guy was running right at him, and we were in panic mode. It was not fun. I can tell you right now, dude. Went over three times, won twice. Don't even remember the flights home. That's how fun they were. Right? <laughs> it, it's one of those it, experiences where it's like, "Hey, everybody, quickly! We remember nothing." Okay, and you're like you got it. But if when you, you guys lose, get a chance, if you if you guys get a chance, and the audience, Google. Uh, plane ride from hell WWE it's from 20 years ago it was like this is like a European leg back over the US Brock Lesnar Ric Flair who we had on our other podcast a couple Mm -hmm. days ago he was just like in our studio but it was these like legendary figures on this plane ride for six hours trashing this plane like naked wrestling like all this (laughs) like just getting smashed go read about it after hearing these guys stories yeah it's fun plane ride homes after you win are fun yeah. yeah. So, all right, we gotta we gotta get to our film reviews here too, which you guys are gonna find on the YouTube channel here this week. But uh, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for your dumb football questions here on the O line committee. Phil, Jeremiah, Alex, this is an offensive line lifestyle podcast.